And we are back with another episode of the How About Them Celtics podcast. Sam and I are here recording on Thursday, September 29th. Uh, here to talk a little bit about training camp, what's going on so far in the first couple of days. But then uh, the bulk of the episode, we're going to do our NBA standings predictions like we do every season. I think we were we should have reflected on our standings predictions from last year, but we forgot to do that. I was thinking about that today. Mark. I was like, you know, we do this and I'm always like, if you listen to us do these last year, I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. Like I'm. I'm like trying to cover my ass so much as if anyone's going to remember what we're saying. Like, we don't even, we don't remember. We don't, don't we don't go over it. We got the only thing that out of last year that I said that was consistently brought up was that I thought they would win the first eight games. And I stand by that they should have, but they didn't. And they they started off really bad. I remember my big L was I had the Lakers up there and that obviously flopped, but I, I I said, absolutely not. I said, listen, the Warriors are going to be on the top. I remember that. I I said, the Warriors will be a good team. I know you did, and I'm not going to take full blame for the Lakers because that wasn't like something that I guessed that no one else did. That was a that was a very common consensus, and uh, I just I got it wrong. But it is what it is. We're going to move into excuse me. We're going to move into training camp. Training camp first sound bites coming out of the Celtics who are back in the gym. Uh, the first thing I guess we can touch on is I, I guess a more Twitter viral thing that's going on, and maybe not necessarily going to come into play. But Luke Cornett was practicing with the starters, Sam. I don't know if you saw that. I did. Did you see what Joe Mazzulla said about it? No, I didn't see that. So, good friend of the podcast, Bobby Manning, actually asked him uh, in a media scrum. uh, And Mazzulla said, that was our identity last year. We were trying to play big. And like I said before, we're trying to figure out our identity on the defensive end. And keeping it as consistent as we can is important. So, I definitely think it's something. So he didn't exactly say like, no, that's just for consistency's sake. I feel like we there's a chance we see Luke Cornett start for the Celtics. And like we talked about with Hauser last week, I don't necessarily think that's the end of the world. And I was looking through some comments in the Celtics blog uh, comments saying like, this could be just, he, he comes in, plays five minutes, then plays 15 minutes for the whole game, save some guys for the end of the game, which I think is smart. What do you think of the whole Luke Cornett starting angle storyline? Well, we kind of touched on this stuff last time, right? Like, who's going to step into the starting lineup with Rob out? And I have not been somebody to put a whole lot of emphasis on who starts just because I don't care. I care who's out there at the end of the game. And you're probably going to see at the end of the game, Marcus Smart, Brown, Tatum, Horford, and maybe Brogdon or or Derek White, depending on the day. But yeah. as far as the starting lineup goes, fine, put Cornette out there. He's another big. I think the double bigs worked well last year. Horford is definitely somebody that benefits from having a second big man out there with him. You look at those teams uh, in his first stint with the Celtics where he was playing with Baines, and he did a great job with Baines by his side. Yeah. You know, Cornette is no Baines, but he's, you know, better than, I don't know, having Brogdon out there per se, right? I didn't want to say Grant Williams. I didn't want to get you upset. Because you believe in him. I don't I don't necessarily disbelieve in him, but I do think it would be good to keep him on the bench, keep him in the bench role. Yeah. Because especially in the playoffs last year, he excelled when he was on the bench. He was not great as a starter. I think throughout the season last year. We would talk about that mm-hmm. often. Cornet's fine. He's fine. Yeah. He doesn't require too much of the ball. He's okay at protecting the rim. Not the best defender on the mm-hmm. perimeter, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, I don't mind the double bigs. I think if he can stay in the paint, 
uh, and just kind of bang down low with some of those big guys, it should be fine. And like I said, I don't think he'll play like 20 minutes, 30 minutes as a starter. I think it's something where he plays the first five, uh, ends up playing 15, maybe 20 if they need him to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, on any given game for the Celtics. But I just thought that was funny. And hearing Joe Missoula speak about it so candidly means it, it might actually happen. So prepare to see Luke Cornett on the floor at the start of preseason or the regular season. It's a possibility at the very least. The next quote, uh, Malcolm Brogdon has been getting a lot of love out of training camp. People talking about how great he is as a leader. Grant Williams tweeting about him just being, I mean, his voice is getting a lot of love. He sounds like a, a politician almost. <laughs> he sounds very professional. Um, <clears throat> it's a good microphone voice, I, I think is the description I've heard for it. But he talked about, uh, wanting to win. He's been saying that throughout media day and training camp. And he said, this is the best team he's ever been on comparing it to the 2018 bucks. But this time said, these stars are further along uh, and more ready to lead and be stars at this point, not taking a shot at Giannis, but just comparing this Celtics team to the teams he's been on in the past. And for those who don't remember, Malcolm Brogdon was a part of, <clears throat> excuse me, some very talented Milwaukee bucks teams. Uh was on both ends of this, uh, the stick when it came to facing the Celtics in the playoffs. The 2018 Bucks lost to the Celtics in the first round. He was a part of that team. And the 2019 Bucks beat the Celtics up in five games, took down the Kyrie-led Celtics uh, in that fateful series where Kyrie said, I'm going to keep shooting. Uh, so Brogdon's been uh, experienced in beating and losing to the Celtics in the playoffs, and now he'll be hoping to help the Celtics win. Um, but he said this is the best team he's ever been a part of. What do you, what do you make of that? Well, it should be. This is a team that's set up to win, and he's a part of that. He talked a little bit about when they brought him in, how it went, and he had a few different teams he could pick from, didn't name names, but the Celtics obviously were one. And Brad called him and he said, hey, you're going to have to come off the bench if you come here. We have our guys. We like them. We don't want to mess with the chemistry. And he said, okay, I want to win. He said he, he's made his money. He wants to win now. And those Milwaukee teams he was on were no slouch, good teams. Uh, took the Celtics seven games in 2018, obviously beat him the year later. In a series, I still can't believe the Celtics lost, but we've talked about that before. No need to jump back into it. Plenty of times. <laughs> yeah. It's great to have Brock. This is a good team. It, without If it's they're healthy, team. they're a really good team. Yeah. And once Rob comes back, they're going to be really good, despite losing Gallinari. The problem is, is the depth with the big man position. You're going to have to keep your sure. eyes on that throughout the season. What are, what are they going to do to help those two guys out? You know, you don't want them yeah. having to have a massive workload throughout the season after just playing deep into June. For sure. It's unfortunate that the Celtics struggled with depth last year. They went to fix it. And then half of the depth they signed just kind of got uh, cut uh, in terms, uh, in terms of Gallinari entering uh, for, the entirety of the season, we're probably not going to see him in a Celtics uniform this year, which is unfortunate. Maybe he'll come back next year. He's going to pick up that player option because he'd be a fool not to because he's coming off an ACL tear. But whether or not the Celtics trade him or he moves on somewhere else is yet to be seen. But the last thing coming out of training camp before we do get into our standings predictions is these one-on-ones with Jason and Jalen Brown. You've been seeing, you've heard Jalen Brown talk about it. Uh, there's not much content for us to discuss, really. It's just fun to see them going at it. And I, I, I saw a tweet, though, that I thought was funny I wanted to bring up. And uh, it basically said, wow, now imagine how good they'd be if they hated, if they liked, actually liked each other. Uh, poking fun at the, the whole narrative that they don't like each other. Because well, That's why they, the ones. 1v1s are so competitive. Right, yeah. Because they, they just hate each other. Each other. <laughs> and whoever loses goes home and they're like, ah, the other guy. And he's like punching his pillow, shake their fists. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was funny. 
because we're still going to hear about it, which is the funny part. Even after them reaching the NBA Finals together, even after you see these videos of them laughing and smiling as they play one-on-one, you're still going to hear the narrative that they don't like each other. They're competing with each other. They're, people are going to paint it as Kobe and Shaq, but we haven't seen anything to prove that narrative. So uh, glad to see them battling out one-on-one. It's fun to watch at the very least, them compete against each other. But uh, it's been a good training camp so far. I'm excited for the regular season. It's getting me amped up again for the preseason after a few weeks of drama. To end preseason the sneaking the up on us. It is. It's Sunday. You'll right? hear this Friday. Today's Thursday. It's in two mm-hmm. days. They play it's Sunday crazy. at 1 p.m. And, you know, just in time Perfect for the for Celtics season to kick off Mac Jones has hurt himself. So what else are you going to be watching? But <laughs> Celtics preseason. Uh, I don't know. If you want to watch the Patriots, watch the Patriots. Because we don't want to hear you. Do they play yeah. at 1 on Sunday? I don't know. I have, I don't know. The Celtics do. Yeah. Asking about the Patriots. Oh, I don't uh, Patriots play. I know, but I'm just seeing don't it at care. the same time. The problem, uh, the problem with the Patriots is all the if they're bad this they're year, you're gonna have all these people. All these they're people that only watch the Patriots come in, and they're gonna be talking about the Celtics this year. You better be careful on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of dummies, a lot of them. <laughs> hey, Patriots play at four though, so you have no, even if you are a Pats fan, you have no excuse not to watch the Celtics first preseason. I bet you that's Sunday. why it's at one. Probably, probably to break it up, but it works for me. I'll be in Ireland, so that's a. What is it? 7 p.m.? 5, 5 p.m. Ga- yeah, 6 p.m. Some Sorry, evening action, Jack. It's Not like normal. Hey, it's better than me having to stay up till 3, 3 a.m. to watch. Now, games. will you be in for pregame? Is that the uh, plan? Potentially. It depends on what I'm doing. Okay. If I'm at the hotel, I'll be there. If I not, will be then there. I won't be. I but... will be there for pregame. I will be live from the booth at ABC6. Love to see it. I'll let One you know. More I should be there, but uh we'll see it's probably i'll give you a 50 50 for now and it'll probably improve as i figure things out i'm focused on my flight right now i'm terrified of flying and i know you're going to tell me the same thing jack jack is not a fan of flying now do do you have a routine when you board the plane jack to calm yourself down no my routine is just as soon as i get on the plane put my headphones on turn my ipad on watch youtube videos so i get distracted and don't think about the fact that i'm going to be thousands of feet in the air that's all you do (laughs) Do they have stuff on the plane for you to watch movies no you don't you're not a movie guy no videos i don't think there's any tvs uh no there is there is there is um yeah there's like tv shows and stuff but I, i just download like youtube videos and like hulu and stuff netflix on my ipad to watch so that'll Jack, who can watch movie. tons and tons of basketball but cannot watch a movie. I can't can't do the movie. I, I like movies when I watch them, but I the thought of sitting down for two hours to watch something I don't like because I have ADHD undiagnosed. So I'm starting to see that with it. myself, but not so much with like getting distracted. It's just I fall asleep. I'm like getting old, dude. I'm gonna be twenty. That's narcolepsy. <laughs> That's not ADHD. It's not narcolepsy. <laughs> I didn't say it was ADHD. It's called Sam works at four in the morning. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, you need the nap. I I go and I sit down and I put something on and I knock right out. It's it's nice when you need to get to sleep. Don't get me wrong. You put the iPad yeah, yeah. out, put it on the pillow next to you, and you're out. No problems. Lucky you. I can't sleep so. Uh, it is it is what it is. Uh, another piece of Celtics news that we missed. Um, excuse me. The Celtics asked for permission. I have the hiccups to interview Clippers assistant, former Celtics assistant for seven years, Jay Laranaga, who turned them down. I don't know if you heard the update. Yeah. But he said, no, he wants to stay in L.A., which is fine. Cool. Steve Bolpet tweeting out just now, I believe, uh, six minutes ago with Jay Laranaga reportedly turning down an opportunity to return. 
to the Celtics coaching staff, a number of very good candidates remain. One I might seek permission to talk to is Maine native Brett Brown, who played at BU. Oh, no Brett Brown. Spurs. Uh, I've heard that name. You've heard it floated around some places. What would you think if Mr. Brett Brown came to the Celtics uh, <laughs> to be an assistant? I'd say, oh boy, they're not going to be very good this year. No, I mean, if he's not <laughs> the head coach, how much is yeah. he really going to be doing? But in all in all seriousness, Brett Brown with the Sixers was a scapegoat. I think he gets a little too much slack, yeah. Or well, that's what I mean. Really. He was definitely yeah, the yeah, scapegoat. Yeah. The team had enough issues, but I mean, I loved making fun of Brett Brown as much as the next guy. So I did too. If he comes here, I'm going to have a quite the pickle that I'm in, where I have to decide. <laughs> well, I, hey. Especially if he ended up becoming the head coach, because that's what the hypothesis started to become with Laranega is that yeah. they were bringing him back as a potential head coach after this season and more and more people beginning to think that Ime Yudoka will not be coaching the Celtics ever again. Unfortunate. We don't know all the stuff yet And Laranega would be that guy, but it's not going to be him. So if it was Brett Brown, not yeah. what you want, not from, from my point of view. No, thank you. If, if that's what you're bringing him in for no, mm-hmm. please don't. I mean, I don't mind having him on the staff and his assistant as an assistant. And, uh, if it's a case of, okay, we're suspending you for a year so we can figure things out, get our ducks in a row. You look at Missoula, how he does. You look at Brown off the bench. You look at even guys like Ben Sullivan, Damon Stoudemire on the bench. Uh, and it's kind of just a free-for-all tryout who, who's good head coach. Maybe that's what happens. And having that experience of Brett Brown, at the very least, to mentor some of these guys into being that head coach and helping shape them as a head coach, I'm fine with that. Like I said, I think it's a little too much flack uh, in Philadelphia. I made fun of him as much as the next guy, like you said. But uh having him off the bench i don't think it's the end of the world he's he's a pops guy uh so why not so was he may bring him in uh as an assistant i don't think it'd be the end of the world but anyways standings predictions you, you want to get into that do that for the rest of the episode yeah why not right we will have plenty of time we enjoy doing this we do um, i do every season and i'm sure we'll have some dumb things to discuss along the way now, do you want to do East or West first? I'll start by asking you that. We'll start with the West. Okay. Do you that want to way, go... That way I can finish strong and I look do like you have I your know list? what I'm talking about. Do I have, do you a, have list? a list? I don't yeah. have a list. I have a list. I, I only have a list because I did it last night on my podcast, the Simone NBA show. So I went through my predictions last night. So I have them. So you've written them, them down. In my mind. I do. I do have my list. Well, that's... No. See, if I wrote them down, it would take the fun out of it because you have to hold my hand through the whole thing saying, <laughs> you know, I'm like real confident. You're like, well, what about this team? I'm like, oh, man, I forgot they exist. That's fine. Do you want to start top to bottom or do you want to go 15 to 1? Let's go top to bottom. <clears throat> okay. Um. So, Wes, do you want me to go first or do you want to go? I'll go first. Okay. Who's your one seed in the West? I think it'll be Golden State. I think they are okay. going to ride the wave. I think they've lost a few players over the summer but they'll be fine that's what they do mm-hmm. they okay. should be fine to finish first see i've got denver that's you have denver order. really you're really high denver. on denver huh they've got guys coming back they do they have Jokic, who's carried them mm-hmm. to a playoff spot for the past two seasons by himself jamal murray's coming back and last time we saw him was when he was dropping 50 the, the last memory we have at least of him uh in the bubble so i think he'll be in all-star form again it might take him some time but there's that michael porter jr is one of the best shooters in the nba uh, and uh, an all-star potential talent i think coming back i loved the moves they made this summer they got rid of will barton and monte morris which is like you might think if they, they brought back contavious cowell pope who is a winner he's a starter a great three and d guy and they brought your guy in bruce brown who i think is going to mm-hmm. play a good role for them 
uh, in Denver. So I Brutal really miss. like the moves they made. They have Ish Smith, too, to be their backup point guard as if he hasn't played for enough teams. But I, I like the Nuggets as a regular season team. I don't know if it will translate to the playoffs. I don't know. We haven't seen this core compete in the playoffs together uh, since the bubble. Uh, and they were very young then. But for a regular season team, they have the depth and the talent, in my opinion, to be that one seed. So that's why I got them there. That's very uh, fair. And I, I think the regular mm-hmm. season point you made at the end is maybe the cherry yeah. on top. I mean, I'm not going to change mine, but that team is absolutely primed to be a good regular season team. They have good pieces around Jokic, who MVP back-to-back seasons. Yep, back-to-back right? seasons. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, two seeds, him. Hmm. <laughs> That's tough because my instinct yeah. is to say Clippers because – They've got a lot of talent on that team, but you haven't seen Kawhi play in like two years. You haven't you seen, haven't. you know, a lot. You haven't seen John Wall play. Like he's not going to be have, that great. Yeah, I think he'll be better than most people think. But anyways, what do you got? Two seed, two seed in the West. Instinct. Let's do it. I don't know. Why don't we? Why don't we say? Uh, let's say Dallas. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. You know I'm a big Dallas fan, but they fell in my standings this year. I'll tell you that. All right. Well, I'm sure you'll make me look dumb, but no, no. That that's uh, a decent squad around Luca, right? Luca is They do have a good team. He might be ready to take it up to the next level and really be a force this year. And that's really the basis behind it. I think he's ready for a step up. You saw them make yeah. a little bit of noise in the playoffs last year, got to the Western Conference Finals, didn't pass Golden State, obviously, but they said, hey, we're here. Luca's for real. And they've mm-hmm. got some decent players along with them on that team now. They Lost do. Brunson, but they'll be all right. They do. Uh, I do have the Clippers at two. Uh, mm-hmm. You kind of take said that earlier, but uh, I, I think it. they are another definition of a regular season team. Even if Kawhi only plays 50 to 60 games, even if PG only plays 50 to 60, I think the rest of that squad with Ty Lue is good enough uh, to get them over the hump for the other however many 20 games that those guys don't play in uh they brought in john wall which i i do like the addition i think it's solid and i think he'll be a 15 and 7 guy i don't think he'll be the 20 and 10 guy he once was but i still think he can put up 15 points seven assists on a nightly basis especially with probably the best team around him he's ever had i would say easily um And then past that, you got Avicii Zubac. They lost Isaiah Hartenstein, which is tough because they don't really have a backup center. But Marcus Morris, Terrence Mann, Norm Powell, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, Reggie Jackson. I mean, the list goes on and on. They're one of the deepest teams. Luke Kennard, I didn't even say. They've got a phenomenal team. I think they'll dominate the regular season uh, as long as Kawhi and PG can play those 50 to 60 games. Uh, So I got them at two. But Yeah, yeah. I got them slid in at three, right? Okay. I, I was yeah. teasing him. I was like, I think I want to put him at two, but I'm not certain. I think they're good enough for three. And I think you've really nailed it home with the amount of depth that they have. And if those guys have to miss games, they should be all right. I mean, it's crazy that they got Norm Powell last year for not a whole lot. Brought in crazy. Robert Covington for not a whole lot. These yeah. guys are going to be impact players for them. Powell can score like crazy. Covington's a decent defender. They've got John Wall, who at least, at the very least, has something to prove. He's going to yeah. be trying. He's like, listen, man, I've got my money. I want to win now. Very, yeah. very interesting team to watch this year. A lot of people are high on him. Why not yep. be? 
You're making me actively change my predictions, by the way. You best, threw me off with the Mavericks at two. Best team in the uh, Los Angeles area. I will say they that. Are. Some say. Some say they're the best team in L.A. Which you really uh, don't you... like to see. Usually you you really, you know, you want the Lakers to be good, but screw them. <laughs> who do you, who you got at four? Who's your four seed? Whoa, 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 whoa. What did you oh, put? Oh, my Dallas three seed. Three? No, I had uh, the Warriors at three. Right. And the only reason I don't have them higher is because they're not – I don't think they're a regular season team because I don't think they need to be anymore. Yeah. Like I think they'll rest Steph. I think they'll rest Clay. I think they'll rest Draymond when they need to. Um, and I think they'll probably put together a similar regular season to the one they did last year. And then they'll be cruising for the playoffs, which is all they really care about. So that's why I had them at three instead of two or one. Yeah. See, you've got it more realistic where you're trying to predict the standings where I'm like, all right, I think this team's the best, this team's second best. Yeah, that's and so on. Uh, <laughs> that's fourth, fair. I'll put Denver. Okay. I like the yeah. team. They definitely have a lot of shooting around Jokic again, who's won back-to-back MVPs. They're no slouch. And they, they made it to the second. No, no, no. No, they didn't. They got beat up pretty bad by the Warriors in the first round last year. They didn't make it out. Um, but yeah. they've had tons of injuries. It's just there's a lot of uh, variables for them, like the Clippers. You know, how great's Murray going to be? How great's Porter Jr. going to be? Those two guys are going to be big uh, X factors for them because you don't know much about what's going on with them. They haven't played basketball in a while, especially Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's be three seasons ago now that he last played in. It's crazy. Uh, I don't think so. I think he played some. That was the last full season he played. I, I have. Oh, this he, issue. he got hurt early on, and I think so. I think so. I'm gonna double check it because it does feel like the bubble was the last time he played. Yeah. Um, he didn't play all last season in 21, 22, but he played 48 games in 2021. Okay. Uh, two seasons ago, which all right. So I mean, season, really season and, and a half. Still a in while. those minutes, in, in those 50 games, roughly he played, he averaged 21, four and five on 47% from the field, 41% of their, he's an all-star player. He's an all-star next to Jokic. So keep, keep an eye on that. He's a good player and I'm excited to see him back. And he's, he's going to be 25 coming into this year. So he's still super young. Still he's young. still, still in the prime of his career. Anyways, uh, my number four, I got the Grizzlies. I got John Morant and the Grizzlies uh, two seed last year. The only reason I have them falling to four is because the Clippers and Nuggets are both going to be better. I think, and I think the Warriors probably will be a little bit better in the regular season than they were last year. So I have the Grizzlies falling below. They lost Kyle Anderson. That was really their only major loss of the offseason. Jaws getting better. Jaron Jackson's getting better. Zaire Williams is going to be better in the starting lineup. Desmond Bain, they got a nice young core. Uh, brought back Tyus Jones. I just I think the Clippers and Nuggets getting their guys back will elevate them a little bit above the Grizzlies. Uh, but I still think Memphis will be like a 50 win team. I think there's going to be a lot of 50 win teams in the West this year because of how bad uh, the lower end of the West is going to be. Uh, Not so yeah, to mention got, they've got, got Danny Green as well. They do. <laughs> Wait, they I do discovered Danny that Green. like yesterday. For now, I For saw now, it on Twitter. I was like, oh, I didn't know he was on that team. Yeah, it was the DeAnthony Melton trade. Yep. Sixers got Melton. But... Who could forget? All right, who you got at five? I'm going to put Memphis. I think okay. they haven't had anything happen to them where they're going to fall. I agree with you where it's just those other teams kind of creeping up there, you know. <laughs> and you could envision it being like last season was an overachieve. How great are they going to be this season? But at the same time, well, it could have been an overachievement last season to be the second seed. Their team is so young that all these guys are going to continue to get better, right? So that that's something to look yeah. for. And Jaws a sleepy or sleeper MVP candidate, depending on how well that team does. You know, yeah. Not not if they finish fifth, but if he's always going to be top again. Mm-hmm. Look out, he could definitely be an MVP candidate for sure. 
My five seed, I got the Suns mm. fall from grace from the one seed, but I still think they'll be solid. Devin Booker's there. Chris Paul's there. Aiden's there. Aiden's not too happy. I don't know if you've seen those clips on Twitter. Uh, he's not looking too happy to be in Phoenix. Jay Crowder's situation's a bit weird. Uh, I think there's a potential that the Suns end up falling into the play-in this year. That's my hot take, Oof. but I just uh, I can't really predict that for a team coming off of 60 wins. So I still got them at five. A little bit of a fall from grace, but D-Book's an MVP candidate like he proved last year. Chris Paul's an all-star. Uh, Cam Johnson stepping into the starting lineup should be good. Mikhail Bridges is a defensive player of the year candidate. Uh, almost won it last year, but Marcus Smart said no, no, no. Uh, so yeah, Suns at five. I'm happy with that. Uh, six. Who you got? Phoenix. Okay. See, now I get to just write <laughs> off what you're saying. It's great. Um, I feel like Phoenix and Brooklyn are almost kind of similar in the way they mm-hmm. have a real big window for where they could land this season. Right? They could yeah. get it together after winning sure. 60 games last year and getting like dominated at home in Game Seven, and just come back. <laughs> as a force be in those top two or three seeds in the West again. But again, like you said, Aiden unhappy Crowder shooting his way out of town. There's a lot of unknown with Phoenix. How old is Chris Paul? Not that his game doesn't really, uh, you know, age. Well, he's fine. He's been fine. He hasn't fallen off a cliff. How great are they going to be? Who knows? They, they could fall like you said, but I think, Five, six is a very safe bet for them. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't think they're a play-in team, but I think they'll probably fall down the standings a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, my six, I got Minnesota. I got the Timberwolves at six, sneaking into the final playoff spot. Um, <clears throat> Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert. I'm higher on the pairing than I think most people are. Obviously, Cat's not the best defender in the world, but that's why you got Rudy. Obviously, Rudy's not the best offensive player in the world, but that's why you got Cat. <laughs> I mean, that's the thought process. Um, but even more so than that, I think this is the year Ant takes a jump. I think Anthony Edwards is going to be leading scorer on that team. I think he's going to be uh, an all-star. I think he could be All-NBA. Um, I, I think Anthony Edwards really emerges as like the guy for Minnesota this season. And don't sleep on their depth. They still have D'Lo at the one. He's solid. They still got Jaden McDaniels, who's young and improving. They signed Kyle Anderson. They brought in Bryn Forbes. Have Torian Prince still. They signed Austin Rivers. Nas Reed's still there to be the backup center. They got some solid depth in Minnesota. Um, yeah, I, I'm high on them. And Wendell Moore, their rookie, I, I like the Timberwolves. And the sixth seed is probably disappointing for some Minnesota fans who traded their entire future for this because they were the seventh seed last year. So you'd probably want them to improve a little more. But um, the, the West is loaded. So I'm going to stick with the Timberwolves at six for now. Well, you got to prove it before you start getting put high yeah. up on these preseason predictions. So yeah. they're at seven for me. I'm still hanging okay. on your coattails. Yeah. I think <laughs> they definitely are going to be above the teams that will follow here just because they have put the chips on the table. They have paid the price for Gobert, who they may think is the missing piece. I don't know. He's I think he's going to be a good fit there, but I don't think he's like a, you know, franchise altering player. We've talked about that plenty. But they have invested in depth. They've brought in players to help and make the team a better unit. Right. Yeah. So you're going to see the effects of that throughout the season. They absolutely could be a, reg- a good regular season team for sure. They could yeah. be one of those teams that shocks you. And Anthony Edwards, I kind of agree, is looking like he may take a Break step out. up this year. Yeah. Uh, seven, I got the Mavericks. 
And you know I'm a Mavericks fan, so to see them at seven, I mean, you have them at two, and they're one of the teams. I think anybody in that top seven teams that we just named could be anywhere from one to seven. I think that's probably my core seven uh, in the West. I think they're all super talented. I think they're all uh, potentially great regular season teams. I don't know about the playoffs, but they've got the talent to be top teams in the West. Um, I just think the loss of Jalen Brunson and without really replacing him at the guard position is tough. I like the Christian Wood edition, but I don't know if you heard this. They're probably going to bring him off the bench. That's the plan for him. Uh, it's a bit weird. <laughs> I don't understand it. Van McGee, I like the signing. Uh, I just think this could be a season where we see Luca and the Mavs kind of get a little screwed with how much talent there is. I think moving forward, next offseason or the offseason after, the Mavericks will make a push to get another star next to Luca because they don't really have picks available to them right now because of the, the Porzingis deal still. Um, and I still think there could be a, I think they could be a 50 win team. I think seven teams in the West could win 50 games, which is crazy. That's insane. But like I said, I think any of them could be anywhere from the one seed to the seven seed. So I just had to slot the Mavericks in at seven right now because their off season was probably the worst out of any of the teams that we've seen above them really. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with them at seven, but yeah, I get the Pelicans next. You know, I, I thought it was a tough choice between Minnesota and the Pelicans, but Minnesota's got more guys on there that you really can think to yourself, wow, like, you know, they could break out. Like Edwards, Cat could have a really impactful season here if the team fits well. Obviously, Gobert's been defensive play of the year plenty of times here. Yep. And also, D'Angelo Russell can score fine. Now, the Pelicans have some solid players too, right? Uh, McCollum, Ingram, Zion is looking like a you know fit person again good for him prove me wrong <laughs> and he's going to be a big x factor for them they could be a really good team if he's they able the to talent. be a beast i mean yeah they have the talent they they've got some talent on that team jack yeah, they're really good i i'm looking around like where are the weak teams they're coming but seriously Not why why are <laughs> like so many different teams competitive right now it's insane if, if Zion is a worth lot. a damn this season, it's going to be crazy to watch. They're going to be really good. They're going to be really good. I think they're one of the most talented teams in the league if everything breaks right for them. But I just – you haven't seen it yet. And you've seen it with almost all the teams above them, the Warriors, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, the Suns, uh, the Timberwolves were a playoff team last year. You just haven't seen it with the Pelicans yet, which is why it's so tough to put them any higher. But you look at the potential starting lineup of C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Zion Williamson, Valanchunas with guys off the bench, Jose Alvarado, Trey Murphy off the bench. Like they've got a ton of talent. Larry Nance, they brought in in that trade. Like they are a stacked, stacked team. They could easily be, in my opinion, a top four team in the West, but I also have them at eight for now just because of how much talent is above them. And you don't really know uh, what you're going to see from Zion yet because he hasn't played in a while. So that question mark is kind of holding you back, but I got them at eight. Who's your name? Especially when that's your top guy. That's supposed to exactly. be your guy. Now Ingram has been an all-star for the Pelicans. I think he'll be again, an all-star this year. You're you're gonna need Zion to push you over the hump to get in with yeah. these other teams that are all stacked, right? Yeah. And up next is a team that was stacked, and it's the Lakers. I think I don't know if that's where you're gonna have them, but I think they do have talent still. Obviously, LeBron Davis, if he can stay healthy. What are you gonna see from those guys? It's such a big like question mark what's lebron going to give you this season he had 30 last year per game but it didn't matter did not matter 
They still have Westbrook. He was not a good fit last year. Davis, can he be healthy? He says he worked yeah. to be healthy. Who knows? If if all those guys are healthy and all goes well, they could be a playoff team without the play-in. You don't know. Yeah, maybe. You know, um, who, who knows what's going to happen with these other teams? That's the problem. Mm-hmm. They they have proved less than everybody else, which is funny because you can say they won a championship two years ago, but that team's very different. Yep. Uh, I have the Blazers at nine mm. in my mind. <clears throat> I think you hear these rumblings. Dame is healthy for the first time in a few years because he was still True. dealing with like the remnants of his surgery from a few years ago. Um, <clears throat> Anthony Simons had a breakout year last season. They made great offseason moves, brought in Jeremy Grant for cheap. Uh, got Gary Payton the second from the Warriors on a solid deal. Yeah. Uh, Nurkic is back, but my X factor for Portland is Josh Hart. Um, I said this on Twitter, and I, I said this on my podcast this morning NBA show. I think he's going to be most improved player this year. Uh, I think he could put up like something crazy. Like I, I think twenty points per game might be a reach with Lillard and Simons and Grant, but I think he could put up like seventeen, eight, and like five. Like, I think he'll be solid. I think Josh Hart next to Dame is a better fit than CJ McCollum ever was. I think the defense of Josh Hart, I think the versatility, the rebounding, the playmaking, everything he brings to the table will complement Dame much better uh, alongside Grant and Nurkic than uh, anything CJ brought. And that's not a slight at CJ. He's perfect. And I think the Pelicans are a much better fit for him because he can be that lead ball handler. But um, really high on Josh Hart. I think they could should start Gary Payton over Simons. Let Simons run the bench unit. But uh, I think the Blazers could be better than even my prediction. But there's too much talent, and they were hurt last year, and they were real bad last year. But that plus Shaden Sharp, who high draft pick, a lot of potential. I got Blazers at nine. Dude, this is like real messed up because I was gonna say the Kings, who went out and had a baller off season. Oh yeah, but you've convinced me. I kind of just forgot about Dame. Isn't that bad? Yep. Like someone needs to slap. He's me. back. <laughs> but yeah, I think you make a good argument. I think Grant's a good addition for them too. He he replaces what you saw from Covington, I guess. Like when that was supposed to be the fit, probably and better. Probably he, no, no, no. He's definitely better. Definitely better than Covington. And again, Josh Hart, a good player they got from New Orleans in that McCullum deal. They've got some things to look out for. Nurkic finally back. You saw him dunk on uh, Poirier there in the FIBA tournaments over the summer. <laughs> He looks like he's going to be a beast. And again, Dame making a lot of money has a lot to prove. Why not? They might have to go above the Lakers, but I'll leave it. I'll leave it. Okay. I said what I said. The problem is, is I mean, those poor Sacramento Kings, man. No, <laughs> they, they, they are really fighting hard and they, they, it's almost like you need a third conference. Yeah, you do. I mean, the worst part is I have the Lakers at 10. Yeah, mind. So the Kings missing because, like you said, for all the same reasons, I think LeBron brings back a little. I think Darvin Ham gets a little more out of Westbrook. Um, I will say I like their off season this year better than last year's, but they still they don't know how to find a middle ground. They either signed all old people or all young people. There's they they don't really know how to do uh, a healthy mix. So, and also if you're like signing the majority of your team, it's not going to go well. Yeah, but like if you're just I, I saying, like, "Hey, everyone, come play," and they're like, "Okay, here we come." I mean, just look yeah. at the Nets last year. Look how great their depth was. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do like the Patrick Beverly edition. I thought that was solid. I don't like that they had to give up Stanley Johnson, um, but Thomas Bryan's on that team now. Damian Jones on that team now. Uh, Troy Brown Jr., Juan Toscano, Anderson, Austin Reeves is going to step up. They they have a solid team. I do question the fact that they're planning to use Patrick Beverly as a wing at six one. I don't necessarily think that's a great plan, but hey. Uh, it's talent, and that's something they didn't have last year was talent at that spot. So 
Doesn't uh, the Thomas it, Bryant thing suck now more than ever? Yeah. Because he <laughs> yeah. was like ready to come here and mm-hmm. now they could really use him. Celtics could really use Thomas yeah. Bryant. Well, he was never gonna start here long term. No. I mean, that's what that's what the Lakers offered him. So you can't really blame the guy, but it's what it is. Uh eleven. I'm assuming you have the Kings. It's the, the poor, Kings, man. The Kings. <laughs> poor guys, dude. They they cannot catch a break. No, they cannot. Not a single active player has played in the playoffs where they have been in, I don't think. Is that, that what the stat? I know it's they definitely have again? played against the Kings in the playoffs, but I don't think anyone's even been in the playoffs when the Kings were there. <laughs> Who? What were you saying? In the Is league. Player on the team? Oh. Anyone, anyone oh. in the NBA? No, I don't think so. No, that's bad. I don't think so. That's horrible. The King, yeah. I will be rooting for the Kings this year, damn it. I will. They they went out there and they they tried their hardest over the offseason. They made good moves, and everybody else around them is just too good. I mean, just look at the top of the West, Jack. We went through it. You said all those teams can win 50 games, and yeah. not all of them are even going to get a guaranteed playoff spot. Nope. Not to mention nope. the Pelicans, who are a big flex team, too. They could also be. Yeah, I'd probably put them team, in that. Really. I'd make it a top eight instead of a top yeah. seven, including New Orleans, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Poor guys, they really picked their spot wrong. The Kings, <laughs> they, they went in at the wrong time. Now that you, think they should have kept it. rebuilding for a couple more years. They should have traded yeah, I Fox. Think so. I think they should have traded Fox, built around Halliburton, move forward with that. Oh rebuild. yeah, isn't that brutal, man? They, they kicked <laughs> yeah. away Halliburton for nothing. And bonus. He's he's good. Halliburton's really good. Yeah, I mean, I when that happened, everybody was saying it. Yeah, crazy I mean. I also got the Kings, and like you said, they had a mm. baller offseason, to quote you exactly. Malik Munt was a phenomenal signing. They got Kevin Herter, who's a great addition. Drafting Keegan Murray, who looks like a stud. Harrison Barnes still. Fox and Sabonis obviously going to have a whole year to gel. Sean Holmes still there as a backup. Davion Mitchell. They've got a good team. I just don't think it's good enough. But I will say, all it takes is one injury or one slip-up from any of the 10 mm-hmm. teams above them, and they're right in there. I think they're right in that mix. I think the top 11 in the West are all... I hesitate to say playoff caliber team, but they're definitely playing caliber teams at the very least. I'll top 11 uh, and they're all going to be trying to win, which is something you don't see. But that being said, I think 12 through 15 are all really, really, really bad. How many teams above them? Really, though, like like we already mentioned, there's so much room for error. Well, from some of those I'll teams. say exactly. I think the Suns have a lot of room for error. Not that they'll fall out of the playoffs, but they have room for error to fall into the plan. I think the Lakers obviously have room mm-hmm. for error. I think the Blazers do as well. Pelicans, um, Pelicans have some room for error if Zion gets hurt, but I, I think they'll be a playoff team even without Zion. Uh, so I don't count They were last year. I think the Timberwolves have some room for error too if that pairing doesn't work out. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I think those three are, are really it. And the Nuggets and the Clippers obviously are, are there if injuries don't go their way again, but uh, I think they'll be okay. So it's tough for the Kings. It's it's tough it's tough sailing out there for Sacramento. Uh, 12. I actually switched 12 and 14 for my predictions on my podcast last night, but I have them correct. I have my new standings okay. here. So who's your 12? All right. Let's, uh, in my head, go through the remaining teams you've got. You want me to list, want me to list off the remaining teams for you? Well, no, 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 because I'm not a moron. I know it's the Spurs, right, right. Rockets, Thunder. I'm struggling with the last team. This is really bad. It's your old friend. He's leading them. Come on. Our Boston's old friend. He's the GM now. He's their oh, head, Utah. Head guy. Jesus, yes. Sam. Okay, well, <laughs> here's the thing. You can take your pick. Out of those four teams, I think OKC 
could be the best. The problem is uh, SGA hurt himself, and Chet obviously is out for the season. However, they still do have a lot of exciting prospects on the team, and if you know enough of them make a jump, they can be the best out of the four, I think. I agree. I, I had the Thunder originally at 14, but when I remember it, I mean, SGA probably won't play the whole season, but it'll play a little bit, and he's the best player on any of those teams, in my opinion. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I moved the Thunder up to 12. Uh, even though they probably would like to lose for another year. Now that Chet's out. Uh, so I'll, I'll put him at 12 for now. Although I think in the next couple of years, the Thunder are going to be, they're going to be good. I think they'll start mm-hmm. being a play-in contender, maybe a playoff contender. I want tough in the West. All right. I had the Thunder at 12 as well. Who's 13 for you? Houston. Okay. I think Jalen Green and uh, Jabari Smith are very exciting young players. The team around him is nothing special, of course, right? But... Again, by your logic, out of the remaining teams, those two t- two guys are the best players. I think out of out sure. of all of them, unless I'm yeah. blatantly missing somebody. Um, I think Colin Sexton deserves to be in the mix. Oh, that's right. Least. I forgot. I forgot he's over there. It's bad. Bad for me. But still, <laughs> yeah. No, that that's fair. I had the Rockets originally at twelve, but I swapped them in the Thunder, uh, okay. and I do have the Jazz in the middle. I have the Jazz at thirteen, though. Um. I think Sexton will have free reign. I think he's – I still – I said this here and I say it again. I think the Donovan Mitchell trade, the Cavs overpaid. I don't think Donovan Mitchell's that big of a jump over uh, Colin Sexton. He's a better player. He's an all-star. But is he Laurie Markkinen, three first-round picks, two swaps, Oche Baji better? I don't think so. Uh, they're both six-one guards who can't defend, and I know that's putting it right, way base level because everything Donovan Mitchell done uh, does and has done, but – um, anyways, I think Colin Sexton plus Laurie Markinen in Utah. Uh, plus, we don't really know how many of those veterans are going to be there. They have Kelly Olynyk, who's probably mm-hmm. going to play. Cody Zeller, they just signed. They don't have a good team. But if you're talking, will they be better than the Rockets and the Spurs? I'll take my bets. I think they'll be up there at 13. Um, yeah, they're next for me. Yeah. I mean, the Spurs yeah. are horrible. The Spurs, yeah. the Spurs are horrible. I've got, horrible. I've got Rockets at 14. Spurs Popovich is just showing up to collect the paycheck. He said it. He said, <laughs> he said that. He said to the press, he said, this team is not going to win anything. He said, don't bet on them. <laughs> don't don't bet on this That's team to win crazy. a championship. But he did have a nice, you know, he wants everyone to get better so they can have He's a funny, long yeah. career. I mean, good on him. But for no other reason why, the Jazz will be above them. <laughs> yes. Yes, I got you there. Uh, yeah, I've got Rockets at 14, Spurs at 15, but I think Rockets could easily be the best of those four teams. I think any of the teams could be the best of those I four think teams. Houston has more motivation to win than anybody else. Not that any of those teams are going to sniff the playoffs just because of sure. the juggernauts ahead of them and then the decent teams behind the juggernauts, right? Like, I agree. We're, we're like the poor Kings. Like, dude, like ideally, like in a regular NBA where the teams aren't all stacked for whatever reason they all are right now, like Houston could be a team you're looking at like, Oh, like, you know, maybe they could like be an eight seed. Yeah. Not now, obviously they're going to reiterate that. Don't want anybody. Mm-hmm. Getting the the only reason, yet. uh, the only reason I had them at 14 is because I do like Jabari Smith, but he's a rookie and they did lose Christian Wood. They did mm-hmm. lose their they probably did. second best player. Um, so that's what I'll roll with. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I got Rockets 14 Spurs at 15. Uh, I read, I wrote them down here. So remind me so I can search this up this document. Um. Yeah, do you want me to go over the West real quick before we move on? Yeah, so, let's go through. One seed, I had the Nuggets, you had the Warriors. Two, Clippers for me, Mavericks for you. Three was Warriors, Clippers. I'm just going to say Sam second in mine first because that's what I have it written here. Four was Grizzlies, and then you had Nuggets. Suns, uh, five was Suns, Grizzlies, Timberwolves, Suns, Mavericks, Timberwolves, Melican, Pelicans, Pelicans. 
Blazers, Lakers, Lakers, Blazers. We agree they're in nine ten. And then after that, Kings, Kings, Thunder, Thunder, Jazz, Rockets, Rockets, Jazz, Spurs, Spurs. Very similar. Uh, we kind of have them categorized in the same tiers at the very least. The biggest thing was the Mavericks difference. The Mavericks. Um, and I'm a big Mavericks fan. You know that I picked them to beat the Suns last year. I'm on the record. Um, I don't know. It'll be tough. I'll be rooting for them. I hope they're the two seed. I, I love Luca. I love the Mavs. I think they're they're cool, but. I'm trying to think like, out of all the teams there that we named, like which one am I not rooting for? Like obviously Lakers, but like I don't hate any of them. That's the see, thing. I'm There's such not, a hater, no so I got to pick one. <laughs> like who do I? I, I don't know. Suns. I like rooting against the Suns. Fuck the Suns. Who Normally I would pick the Pelicans because I've been against Zion, but I think it's interesting that their team is actually decent mm-hmm. now, and it's a small market, so I don't want to root against them. Root against the Suns because of what they did to Aiden. That was scummy. Yeah, it's fair. That's rude. Hey, Phoenix. I don't, know. I don't love yeah. Chris Paul. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, all right, fine. Phoenix, root against Phoenix. Lock it in. All right. so, sons of the hater team. All right, Eastern Conference, Sam. Who's your one? Well, here's the problem. In a perfect <laughs> world, had we done this two weeks ago, I would have said, well, Jack, it's the Celtics. But now, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be the Celtics. They have too many things happening right now to where it could go haywire, or at least they're going to, they could stumble out the gate. That that's really the thing for me is they're not going to, I don't think they're going to get off to a great start. That sucks. So it's going to be Milwaukee. Milwaukee was the second best team in the conference last year. Um, Whoever won that semifinal series, the game seven in Boston was going to the finals. It's a shame that they had to play seven games against Miami after that because it, it was not that close. It was not. So it's going to be Milwaukee. They just – they've been there before. They've won a title. The team's mostly the same. Giannis is a monster. You name it. The list goes on and on and on. That's a good team. It's, it's a shame that the Celtics are good at the same time. I agree. I also have the Bucks at my one. Like you said, I think I would have had the Celtics – uh, a couple weeks ago, if you'd asked me, but right now I got Milwaukee. I think they've got the consistency. I think they'll be back. I like Joe Ingles addition. They didn't do too much else, but they're a solid team. Uh, I'm hyped for them. I think they'll be good. Um, they'll be good. Uh, number two, you got Boston. Number two is the Celtics. Else? I agree. I have that as well. I think team's nasty. Don't know how else to put it. The problem is Rob's hurt. Gallinari's hurt. Yudoka was horny. That's the problem. You know, <laughs> You take all that out there, the one seed, winning 70 games. But in today's world, the reality we live in, those things are all true. Rob's going to miss 8 to 12 weeks rather than 4 to 6, which is not what you wanted to see. And Horford's going to have to play extra minutes. There's a lot of room for error to where things could go off. It doesn't mean they're going to be horrible. It doesn't mean they're going to miss the playoffs. It means they might stumble out the gate. They might struggle like last year. It might be like last year. I think we all went through it enough last yeah. year where we shouldn't have to deal with it again, but we might have to. <laughs> so I, I have to put them second out of bias. I couldn't put them first. The Milwaukee team is too good to disrespect like that with all the things that have just happened to the Celtics. I agree. I got Boston as two as well. Um, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown's enough to carry them through. Smart and Horford still there. Rob will be back eventually. Uh, forget about the Brogdon addition a lot. A lot of people forget about that because of everything that's been going on. But I think Boston at two is safe, even if they do stumble a little bit. Yeah. Three. Who's your three? Uh, let me just make sure. I want to. I want to be careful <laughs> with this. Yeah, a lot of good teams. A lot of good teams. My gut instinct is to say Philly. Is that what you're going with? But I half want to say Brooklyn. Okay. So who's your who's your choice? I'm going to say Philly. 
Okay. I think Embiid's got a chip on his shoulder after not winning MVP. <laughs> they have brought in some players. They had a decent offseason, brought in PJ Tucker, who who knows what he's gonna give him, but they brought him in. Harden took a pay cut. They have decent players in that team, man. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a good good team. They've been good. They've been in the mix. They've been waiting to try and win something. And they have I think I think it's the best Philly team we've seen since that Jimmy Butler stretch. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Sucks because you really like to like have them be bad because it's funny. But not real bad, just like not good enough to be better than the Celtics, which I don't think yeah. they are still, but I think I think no. the Celtics might lose opening night, which won't be a very fun time. No, that won't be fun. Um I also have Sixers at three. Uh, Harden, Tyrese Max, he's due for another jump. He looked great yep. last year. P.J. Tucker edition was used. They have an actual backup big man now in Montrezl Harrell. Yep. Uh, Tobias Harris is still there. He's not great, but the Anthony Melton trade was very underrated. Like you said, you forgot Danny Green was a Grizzly. D'Anthony Melton will be a huge help for them. Um, <clears throat> Doc Rivers did say he wants to play P.J. at the three, though, so I question that a little bit. It's probably going to be a bit weird, but, I mean, him and Tobias can play the three and the four regardless of what position you want to play him at, but. Um, yeah, that's fine. I've got Sixers as three as well, and I think Embiid will be as dominant as ever, obviously. All right, four. Who's your Brooklyn. four? It's Brooklyn. Okay. Sorry, Miami. You're not going to get any respect. You just don't have the star power. <laughs> Katie's still on the team, surprisingly enough. Good on them. Good on the Nets. Yeah, yeah. I, I will continue to say it. Good for them. Owner, owner put the hammer down, said, no, we're not trading you for nothing. And Durant's back. Kyrie's still a lunatic. Simmons is a toss-up. I don't know if you listened to the Reddick podcast with Simmons, but it was pretty good. Did you listen I listened to, to it? some of it? I yeah. listened to the whole thing. Yeah, thought it was pretty good. Fire. He's a cool guy. I, I don't like. I don't hate Simmons. I, I still root against cool. him, but I sympathize with him <laughs> a bit more after listening to it. Um, Joe Harris will be back. They've got Patty Seth Mills Curry. still. Seth Curry's Seth Curry, gonna be good Claxton. again. Who the hell did they bring in? They brought in somebody. Markeith Morris. TJ Warren. TJ Warren. Yeah, that's who it is. <clears throat> They've got some decent decent depth in Brooklyn. So they do. That can carry to them at the carry them to at the very least a decent regular season. Yeah, if they play. Uh, I got Miami at my four just because mm. I don't really know what's gonna happen with the Nets. Um, <clears throat> I feel like the Heat usually get disrespected. They do uh, at the, I at said the it. start of the season. I know you did. Um they lost PJ Tucker, which is why I have them falling from one to four. Uh, and uh, again, I think they'll probably win a similar amount of games. I just think the Bucks, Celtics, and Sixers will be more consistent this year. Um, but Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry looks in shape. They're good. They just didn't really do much this offseason. Uh, they got worse, objectively, because they lost a player, didn't bring anybody else in. They have Nikola Jovic, who maybe can step in as the power forward. I think Duncan Robinson will have a bounce back here. Uh, but I got him slipping from one to four. And uh, spoiler alert, I am assuming you put the Heat at five. And if you don't, may- maybe I'm... I did. Jumping the gun. Uh, I do. I didn't make a list or anything. But, I'm just kind of going. Yeah, I got the Nets at five, and the reason for that is because you don't really know what's going to happen. Like you said with the Suns, they've probably the got the biggest gap yeah, big. in good or bad. But anyways, so you, I, you I'd heat, lean heat towards five. good just because they're deep. Yeah. Deep. Jesus sure. Christ. Depth. <laughs> so you got the Heat at five? Yeah, Heat at five. I mean, you, you can't pull them all the way down. They're still decent. They still made the conference yeah. finals. We're inches away from going to the finals, much to my horror. <laughs> Imagine if that went in. Oh, that's crazy. I would have been rooting for them though against the I Warriors. I know. I know you like the Warriors, but I'm I would have said, like "Go them. ahead, st- uh, Steph. Go ahead." <laughs> sure. Uh, all right. Yeah. So you want to just move to six? We got neat. Num- number six. Jeez, let's man. let's take my time here. Just make sure yeah. I don't make a mistake. Bunch of good teams left. I lean Atlanta. <clears throat> okay. 
but I'm trying to just make sure I'm not missing anything. You're going to say Toronto. I know you are. You love them. No? Okay. Well, I say Atlanta. Okay. I'm interested to see how it works with uh, Trey Young and Murray. Trey Young's a great passer. Murray's a pretty good player, too, obviously. He's been an all-star. They lose Herder, but Bogdanovich is good enough to me to make that not matter. Obviously, Murray will help that not matter, too. Uh, John Collins is back. Capella's back. They'll they'll still be decent. Do you see that graphic? of them uh they asked what is yeah. your goal this season or what do you expect and everyone yeah, was like yeah. championship except for capella who said eastern conference finals well you know expected. capella realistic expectations yeah he exactly the boston <laughs> celtics are the are a wagon and if they run into him it's probably not going to go well <laughs> yeah exactly uh i have a feeling what i say next is going to make you change your prediction uh because i got the cavaliers at six i'm not going to change it but i i knew i was forgetting somebody today. yeah the Donovan Mitchell edition <laughs> got Darius Garland at the one, Jared yeah. Allen at the center. <laughs> Evan Mobley's going to take another huge jump, I think. Uh, just re-signed Dean Wade, who could uh, compete for a starting spot. Isaac Okoro solid. Um, they've got a good team, man. They're good. Darius Garland's only improving. Their, their core trio from last year is improving. Uh, add Donovan Mitchell to that. That's a playoff team. I got him at six. I think they could go to seven. Where spoiler alert, I do have the Raptors like the Raptors, uh, but. I got him at six because you got to respect that addition. Mm. Uh, are you put them yeah, at seven? I I at seven now. Yeah. yeah, they're right there. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. Right. You have three guys coming into the season that were all stars last season. It's a good team, mm-hmm. good depth. Again, Mobley's going to take a jump. Probably he was good enough last season. To... Although they brought Luke Walton onto the coaching staff, so maybe that makes them lose. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Hey, he was good as, good as an assistant. What though. I just did. Good as an assistant, though. Um, yeah, I got the you Raptors at seven. Raptors, and I like I said, have them at eight. I, I don't. I'm not super impressed with them. I just don't think they are as good as the teams above. Doesn't mean they sure. can't have a good enough regular season to get them out of the play-in, or you know, jump Cleveland or Atlanta or both. But yeah, nobody on that team really impresses me. When the most exciting guy is Scotty Barnes, it doesn't mean good things for your veteran guys that were on the title team a couple of years ago. Well, right? well, I mean, you got an all-star coming off as an all-star season, Fred Van Fleet, and you have an all-NBA guy. Pascal Siakam got third team last year. I like them both, and I think Scotty Barnes is going to take that jump too. Um, they got Chris Boucher still the man down the center. Gary Trent Jr., Ojean Anobi still there. Uh, signed Otto Porter Jr. for depth, which I thought was a very underrated signing of the offseason. And you know I like Nick Nurse, and I know you hate Nick Nurse, but he's one of the best coaches I in the league. He's a good and... coach. I just think he's a whiny prick. Sure, that's fine. I like the Raptors. I think they could very well be a playoff team uh, if the Nets or the Heat fumble or the Cavaliers don't gel right away. But because those three teams, I think, have a little bit more talent, I'll put the Raptors at seven. And you since you said already you have the Raptors at eight, I'll say I have the Hawks at eight. Okay. Uh, I think they have Fair the talent, enough. like you said, to be a playoff team. But with the John Collins thing being so weird to me, how they put him in trade rumors and just kept him the whole time. Uh, I think Trey and DeJounte are going to need a year to jail. Anyways, I think DeAndre Hunter has a lot of potential to break out, but uh, I just believe in the teams above them more. Um, but any of these top eight teams, I think, could be top four teams, like kind of like the West. I think they're all super talented. Um, all right, nine. Who's your nine? Let me just... You're, you're getting into the depths of the East now. I'll say that. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting dangerously close to a hot take is what I'm doing. <laughs> I have a hot take coming up. I'll tell you that. You know what? I'm going to say it. <laughs> oh, no. 
I got the Pistons, man. I like the Pistons. At I like nine? the Pistons. I like At them. Nine? I'm excited about the Pistons, man. They just brought uh, in Bogdanovich from uh, <laughs> Utah, and they've got Cade and Jaden Ivey's a good player. Wow. They were a real pain in the ass last year, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> they got Sadiq Bay. That's a decent team. I mean, now, is just this... think about how much of a pain in the ass they were for the second half of the season last year. They were. They were. Is this because you can't think of other teams? Or is this because No, I, I thought about Washington and I thought about New York and I just said, ah, I'm going to do a hot take. <clears throat> okay. Well, I think we might run into a Cavaliers situation because I got the Bulls at nine. You forget about Chicago? I don't out there care. The I did forget about them, but I don't care for them. All right, that's fair. I think if Lonzo Ball was here, they could be fighting for a playoff spot. I agree, but he's not. Since he's not, uh, I got them at nine right now. Um, the talent is there. I think DeRozan will probably have a, a worse season because he was so good last year. I think Vucevic is on the decline a little bit. I think Levine will play better because he just got his max contract and he's a good player. And I know you don't love him, but he's he's a solid guy. Um, he's a bona fide winner. What can you say about the guy? <laughs> I like their offseason additions. They got Goran Dragic in there. They got Andre Drummond to be their backup center. Um, I just think no Lonzo is going to be tough. They have the guards. Uh, they have Caruso and Desun Moon, Kobe White still to cover, but no Lonzo means I think they got them at nine for now. So that's what I'll Lon- roll with. Lonzo was the real key there last year. Once he went down and Caruso went down, they really struggled. I don't think <laughs> – I agree with you. I don't think DeRozan's going to be at that level. I mean, you had me saying he could be the MVP last year, for a while at least. Yeah, that That's not yeah. happening. I, I, they might not be – worse than Detroit. That was a hot take, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep it. Cause I, I like the Pistons. And if you're betting, take the over on the Pistons. I, I don't know what it, it is. The I Pistons respect it, pissed man. me off enough last year to where I am putting them above the Chicago Bulls. I'm putting them above the New York Knicks, who I still don't think are going to be any good, but above the wizards who are next. Well, no, no, no. The bulls will be next for me, I guess. Spoiled. Okay. So Spoiled you got, it, you got the bulls right? at 10. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, this is my hot take. I got the Wizards at 10. Mm. I got Wizards at 10. I think excuse me, I had a cough. Uh Bradley Beal is the best player on any of the teams that are left. I think Kristaps Porzingis is going to be better now that he's playing with a slightly less ball dominant player as Luca. Um, not that Luke is bad. I just don't think that was a good fit. Um, <clears throat> I think Porzingis could have a good season. I think they've got a quality, quality team around those guys, too. You look at Monte Morris coming in to be the starting point guard. I think he'll get a chance. Will Barton's a good tertiary scorer behind Beal and Porzingis. I think they've got two solid power forward options to develop. Rui Hachimura, I could see having a breakout season. I could also see Denny Avdia having a breakout season. I like both of those guys. And I think Daniel Gafford as the backup center or starting center if they want to run Porzingis at the four, which I think could be smart in a league that runs a lot of double bigs. Uh, Gafford, I love. I think he's a good rim runner. I think he can be a good rim protector. Uh, I like him a lot. And then they have DeLon Wright as the backup point guard. Corey Kispert, they have sneaky youthful depth there that I think could be solid. And uh, yeah, I, I like it. Johnny Davis looks like a not great first round pick right now. He didn't have a great summer league, but he could turn it around. Uh, I, I think Beal and the Wizards, because they're going to be trying to win. And they were good mm-hmm. last year before Beal went down. They were good. Remember, they were a playoff team. Um, Montrose really Hale, didn't really on playing the well. team. And I didn't even say Kuzma. I mean, you know, yeah, he's not people great, love Kuzma. People <laughs> wanted him great. here months ago, right? That was a discussion we were all having. Wizards, Wizards are a good team. I got them at 10. Wizards I are like next for me for all <laughs> the reasons you just said. I, I yeah. think Beal is by far the best player. He's been an all star, been a monster scorer. You know, he decided to stay. So obviously, they're going to be trying to put. And you uh, respect that. I know you I respect, do respect that. it. I respect it. Respect the hell out of it. 
uh, Porzingis, his name is at least something to keep your eyes on, right? He once mm-hmm. was a force, or at least people said he was. I never was over, he was an all-star. over the top high on Porzingis, but fine. He was, was an fine. all-star. Um, there you go. Gafford was somebody that played well last year before he, I I he got hurt Gafford. against Celtics. I think he did get hurt. I can't remember what it was, but I know he got hurt. Yeah, yeah he played well. Uh, I got Pistons at 11 for all the reasons you said. I like them a lot. I like Kate Pistons Cunningham. are going to be nasty. And if <laughs> they don't fun. get into any of the postseason stuff, they're going to be a real pain in everybody's ass. I they're, love they're the Pistons this year. Well, because the big knock on the Pistons was they got rid of Jeremy Grant and they didn't really replace him, but then they did. And yeah. I think they got somebody who's a better fit. He's not as ball dominant. I was listening to uh, Trevor Lane on the front office podcast, which a podcast I enjoy with Keith Smith as well, um, talk about how he's – a good player, probably as good of a player as Jeremy Grant, but he's less ball dominant, which means Cunningham's going to get more touches. Ivy's going to get more touches. Bay's going to get more touches. He's going to be there, though, as a solid shooter and scorer for them to play off of. Jalen Duran's good. Um, <clears throat> Isaiah Stewart, who made a run at LeBron last year, mm, he's good fun. On him. Uh, Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel are there for solid veteran depth. They've got a good team. Uh, I, I like them a lot. Killian How Hayes. great would Nerlens Noel be right now? Oh, yeah. Hey, maybe they can convince the Pistons. <laughs> maybe throw a second. Uh, but no, yeah, I-, I like the Pistons as well. Who's your 12? Um, let's see. Who's left? You got the Knicks? <laughs> yep. Um, go ahead, Sam. You got it, brother. The Pacers, who are going to be 15. <laughs> uh, Already spoiling that. Oh, the Horn- The Hornets are next for me. Okay. Hornets are next, okay. yeah. They, they've got more upside, I think, than the rest of the teams. I think LaMelo has potential to take a step up. It sucks that they lost Bridges, but they still have some decent players there. Hayward's still there. He's all right. Rozier's still there. They're not going to be a force or anything like that. Now, they did go out. No, they did not. They did not get a big guy. No. They were they, in they, talks for Miles Turner. They never did. Yeah, they drafted Mark Williams, though, who's the Duke big man, who's good. I like Mark Williams a lot. Yeah, he was a beast last year. I remember. <laughs> I actually paid a little bit of attention to college basketball last year. Look at me. Wow, look at big that big brain, Sam. But <laughs> yeah, they. That all being said, I mean, all of that is like upside. Besides, yeah. like Hayward, like Hayward's mm-hmm. probably going to be where he is. Yeah, but you know, Mark Williams could be someone that develops nicely for him, especially playing with somebody like Lamelo to set him New up coach, underneath. Though. New coach. Yeah, they got rid of Perego. Tough. Brought back Steve Clifford. <laughs> Who doesn't love Steve Clifford? This bald head. <laughs> uh, I got the Knicks at twelve. Yeah, I think of course it, it's tough there. I assume you have them at thirteen. Um, but unless I think of this next team first. Oh, I know who it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they will be. Uh, yeah, I I think that the upside is there for New York to be a playing team. I just don't think it'll happen. I think Jalen Brunson addition was good. I'm actually a bigger fan of it than most people. Um, I just think Julius Randle, that situation is going to go down the toilet. I think the young guys are going to start getting pissed again this year. if Tibbs doesn't play them. Uh, he already said he doesn't want to play the Randle-Obi Toppin combination of the front court. That's going to be a mess. I think Obi Toppin has a chance to be better than Julius Randle. I dropped 40-piece last year in the same game. Emmanuel quickly dropped a 30-point triple-double. Uh, and I don't think quickly he'll get the touches he deserves either. Quentin Grimes is great out there. Uh, I think they need to hand R.J. Barrett the keys and get rid of Julius Randle. R.J. Barrett's an all-star. I'm a big R.J. Barrett guy. But right now, the way this team is currently set up to play and you know constructed as a roster, I got them at 12. And I it, I think it'll be a tough season for New York. You got them at 12, uh, 13? Number 13 for me. Yep. We'll be pissing on their grave and their annoying, <laughs> entitled fans who 
Oh my god! Who threw a parade last year after winning on opening night? Bing bong! You're at thirteen. Bing bong! Was just gonna say. All your players hate it there. Your coach is a punk right now to them. Even though I like Tibbs, they they don't like like Tibbs. Tibbs. I mean, who knows? Who knows what's gonna go on? Not a lot of winning, that's for sure. Enjoy. Go Fortier. Enjoy ping pong. (laughs) <laughs> they got Evan Fournier. I like the Isaiah Harton sign signing too, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not a Knicks believer. I got Hornets at 13 for me. What, uh, whatever screwed. would they have done? I mean, the Celtics. How, I can't believe it. They're afloat without Fournier. That was they that was the, the that that was the <laughs> cannonball into the side of the pirate ship. They're sinking the ship. That's what everyone mm-hmm. said. They said, "Oh, yeah. they took Fournier right off them." Enjoy the <laughs> and Kemba enjoy too. the lottery, brother. They stole Kemba. Uh, and I assume we both – I have Hornets at 13. I just think they lost Miles Bridges. Uh, it'll be a down year, and I think they should play the young guys. Uh, I think they'll either be bad enough where they have to play the young guys or they'll just play the young guys and be bad because of it. Um, so I'm not high on the Hornets this year. And then I assume we both have Magic than Pacers at 14-15. Yeah. 15. yeah. Ma- Magic fans have more things to be excited about than the Pacers. The Pacers aren't even done gutting the team Magic yet. or fun. Magic or fun. I think they have a chance to be a Pistons-esque team this year. I just believe yeah. in Detroit a little bit more. Oh, I love Detroit. Detroit's I'm rooting fun. for them. Big time rooting for the Pistons. Big time rooting for the Kings. The Hornets are like another team I feel compelled to root for just because I feel like they are in a similar spot to the Kings. Not that they went out and did a whole lot this offseason. I think they read the room a bit better they than did the nothing. Kings did. They did nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but like they, they signed still Dennis have like Jr. promising parts of their team, and they were on the rise for a bit. They made the play-in. And then <laughs> twice, two years in a row. Yeah. And then the other team said, stumped. all right, we're going to be nasty now. And Two years in a row. They're going to be stuck being <laughs> in the abyss. Yeah. Tough. Uh, you know I'm a big Pacers guy. I love Tyrese Halliburton. Maybe Neesmith will get some minutes, but uh, yeah, it's tough for them. So, nice <laughs> again, I'm going to go down the standings. I'll say my team first and Sam's. Uh, mine is the Bucks. Sam had the Bucks. Celtics, Celtics, Sixers, Sixers. We're both consensus top three. And we got Heat, Nets, Nets, Heat. Cavaliers, Hawks, Raptors, Cavaliers, Hawks, Raptors, then Bulls, Pistons, Wizards, Bulls, Pistons, Wizards, then Knicks, Hornets, Hornets, Knicks, Magic, Magic, Pacers, Pacers. We got the same tiers, right? From You can tell. Our tiers are Bucks, Celtics, Sixers in that top tier. Then we got Heat and the Nets in the next tier. Then we got Cavs, Raptors, Hawks uh, in the next tier. Then we got Bulls, Wizards, Pistons, Knicks in that next tier. Then Hornets, Magic, or sorry, Bulls, Wizards, Pistons, Knicks, Hornets are all in the same tier. Um, and then Magic Pacers, and technically even the Hornets and the Knicks are in their own tier below the Bulls, Wizards, and Pistons. But yeah, those that's the predictions. What what do you think? How, how are you liking the predictions this year? Well, I'm disappointed that I forgot about the Bulls. I'm disappointed I forgot about the Cavs. However, <laughs> would you change it? No. Well, I would. I might change the Cavs. I'm not going to. The Bulls, I won't. I like that Pistons okay. team. I'm excited for them. They're fun. They're gonna be I'm fun to watch. Excited about that Pistons team. And I this is, this is the most excited I'm a guy that me. never cares about anything that doesn't. Involve I was gonna himself. say outside of the Warriors last year, this is the most excited I've seen you about a team other than the Celtics. Yeah, I just I they it wasn't just the Celtics. They were painting everybody's ass. It, it wasn't. It wasn't like a one off. That's the thing that I'm like stuck on. I'm like that team was a pain in the ass for everybody, and they got better. Yeah. They did. They did. They're fun. <laughs> They're a good team. But yeah, those are the predictions. Uh, anything you would change if you could outside of the Cavs? You like uh, your predictions? I don't know. I might have put Dallas a bit lower. Okay. Yeah, I might have put them a bit higher, honestly. Uh, don't care. But nitpicking at that point. Uh, anyways, 
that'll do it for us. I think that we covered everything well, we wanted to cover. But. You may be wondering, Sam, what are you going to do with the rest of your day now that you're done re- recording the podcast? And I would tell you, I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket. And you say, Sam, why are you going to go buy a lottery ticket? And I say... Jack and I got through a recording where I didn't have my computer lag. This is true. This is the first time we have recorded a show, at least over the summer, where I haven't had my internet crap itself. And right I had a slight the hitch there at like 40 minutes, and I was scared, but it went right through, powered through. I didn't even notice. Perfect. I must have been locked in on some hot take. Amazing. That was great. So when I'm rich the next time we record after I hit the lottery today. Please let me know. You'll know. You'll know why. You'll know, Sam, what inspired you to go out and buy a ticket. That'll be it. (laughs) There you go. But yeah, thank you guys for watching. Uh, We've been posting consistently on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, and YouTube shorts. The YouTube shorts are doing well. (laughs) They are. We're going to keep posting, keep chugging along with those. This will be out Friday the 30th, and I'll be on a plane the the night of the 30th. So hopefully I I will uh, get over my fear and be fine. But anyways, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, And for usual, I'll throw it over to Sam. Yeah, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you see my brand new microphone. Look at this. Look at this. Sam buying a lottery ticket, buying a microphone. Look at that. Uh, Well, you're on YouTube and you're watching on Guy Boston. Or how about them Celtics, the YouTube channel that has all those YouTube shorts. Be sure to watch those. Leave a like. Yes, sir. Uh, If you're not watching, then you missed out on the microphone. But you can follow us on whatever streaming service it is you're using. And just in case Jack doesn't tweet the pod, he has been tweeting them very consistently, been Trying. tweeting out the shorts. I mean, you're getting all kinds of content if you're following at How About Them Seas on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, right? No yes, problems there. And if you want even more out of us, you can follow Jack at Jackson NBA. He's doing all kinds of work at Heavy, getting ready for the season. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA, and you can see some of the Houdini stuff that I've been doing, which I posted in a Facebook group and people were very unkind. Yeah. People on Facebook are mean. <laughs> they said hardwood Houdini. I don't even remember what they said. They, they were not kind to me. No, no people. On they Facebook clearly did mean. not click my article, but they, go read them. Go read all the articles. Yes, all sir. Right? Yes, sir. That's our show for me. Check tackle. Come on. Tackle. 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 Tackle.